tata la titi nampata. Umparata sarabam parabam. Who are you supposed to say? These are a few of my Ella Fitzgerald, of course. Favorite things. No. Welcome back, everybody. Today, too, the Black Jackson State presents the 12 Days of Christmas. That was free for you guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm using Thank one. God. I'm 100% in the holiday spirit, inching closer day by day to that that we celebrate the birth of Christ. If you don't celebrate the birth of Christ, that's okay because it's still a celebration of love. L-O-V-E. Love and friendship and family and community and hopefully you're feeling the love from the Black Jackson Estate. We are one big community, not just here on planet Earth, but as fans and appreciators and lovers of the art, artistry, and legacy of Michael Jackson. I am joined again by user 1.5, our resident Grinch. She's here live and in living color, the color of Grinch green. How you doing user 1.5? Are you feeling real Grinchy? Are you feeling more, uh, uh, how you feeling? Well, I have a question. You said not just here on planet earth. So where else, what other planet are we on? That's another podcast where we can talk about <laughs> the UFOs and the uh, other beings that God has created that are out mm. there we- avoiding us. Mm. Let me be clear. They're out there avoiding us with good reason. They're talking about us, really. They say, look at them stupid humans, what they do to each <laughs> other. <laughs> Just make sure you're ahead of they, the game. They out there talking about us because look at what we about to do. We about to put Donald Trump back in the White House. <laughs> We're about, we clearly don't take care of I don't want to talk about it. You talking about I'm the Grinch. I don't want to talk about any of that. This is stuff y'all need to think about in 24. You need to take better care of the planet. We need to quit letting people eat any and everything. Y'all let these uh, food companies, pharmaceutical companies let you eat anything have anything anyway we're keeping it positive yeah the ufos are out there they're watching well they can come beam me up because it's ghetto here <laughs> it's ghetto here i'm about they to roll with the aliens up. i'm nice pretty sure that whatever they have going on and the technology that they have going on is like so far advanced i wouldn't mind being there i feel like it i feel like it would be uh beneficial Ice Cube said Ice Cube said I'm about to roll with the aliens Yeah Man F these homo sapiens Yeah And <laughs> It rhymed But also I felt it Yeah I felt it It's good here We always have a chance Every day That we get up We have a chance to turn things around This holiday season Let's make a commitment To turning things around Use the 3.5 is also here with us On this podcast He's back Gen Z is in the house How's it going User 3.5 How you feeling Are you starting to feel Even more Connected to the season Of giving No Y'all let me tell y'all How Okay How Gen Z this, This child is We all record In the same room Looking at each other unfortunately and this boy has on the headphones for the podcast Yo, why so you that bugging, we can bro? hear each why other you bugging? and he also has an ear pod in as well how are you how just i just for why, all of us why old you bugging people, though why you bugging for all of us old people first of all we don't even know what that all means but for all of us old people how is it that you're able to have two things going on at the same time and it's actually easy. focus it's the same thing i do in school i always have my ear puzzle but i'm also focusing on the teacher i somehow doubt that 
but okay. Hold on. They let y'all have y'all AirPods and stuff in? Because these teachers don't care. I, they're got, tired. I got in school suspension in that dirty little trailer for having my cell phone out before school had even started. Dang. You sound like you're mad about With it. With Miss Yarborough in ISS. Remember Miss Yarborough was in charge of ISS? You no, know, because I didn't go to the ISS. <laughs> she said, young, I don't want to see you in here no more. She had me running her errands. I was all out of the trailer. I was First supposed all, to be in the trailer. The ISS teachers are just literally there <laughs> to make sure that you are where you're supposed to be. They well, she actually won't don't use care to seeing me. So she said, who are you? And the fact that there are regulars in yeah, ISS regulars. says a lot. Yeah, for, I, for those of you who don't know what ISS ground. is, sometimes you're right. Explain to the people what ISS is. It's Some called in know. school suspension. Yeah, you have been suspended, but in but school. you're still going to class. <laughs> but you're still at the school on the school grounds. Yeah, I would rather OSS, which is out of school suspension, where you can just sit at the house and watch Murray and Price is Right. And everybody else, days of our lives, you could just enjoy yourself at the house. In school suspension, you actually still got to go to school. And I went, but I was right. I stood up for myself, as you should. Let me let this. What y'all eat for lunch? What y'all get? Like a little bag? They brought lunch? us a little bag. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even let you leave to go to the nah, cafeteria. Oh, nah. wow. You are on suspension. You're suspended, but they're going to give you <laughs> they got a sandwich you. and an apple yeah. and some chips. It's like prison. <laughs> Now, how you know what prison is like? <laughs> I'm oh, assuming. you know, you know how I know because I watched Love at the Lockup. It's something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, but like I said, I was in the right. But anyway, I just found it interesting that you you can sit in class later, and I had to I had to go through all the rigmarole because I stood up for my <laughs> rights. Okay. He thinks anyway, it's funny. fight the power, y'all, in 2023 and four. Fight the power. But here we are on day two of the Black Jackson State Podcast presents the Twelve Days of Christmas, and of course. We've got a little song just for you. On the second day of Christmas, PJE gave to me a two-piece white and Michael in a giving tree. Now I thought oh it was a two-piece from KFC. Right, but if we have to we have to build on you know how the 12 days the actual song goes. A two-piece chicken snack. So if you go <laughs> A two piece from KFC. That's like the first day because it ends on that. Oh, so okay. Go, I guess. Piece white and you know because day three. You know, y'all know how the song go. Clearly using one point five. Don't know how the song go. But anyway, here we are on day two. If you are just joining the Black Jackson State podcast, or if you just want to get a good recap. This is our third year doing the 12 Days of Christmas. Of course, we do it every year as a thank you to our fans and the people who support our podcast. Day two of the 12 Days of Christmas for the year 2022 was Michael Jackson Guinness World Records. And day two of 2021 was the top seven reasons why Michael Jackson should have married Miss Stephanie Mills. If you haven't heard either of those, you got to go back and listen to them. Can I say I take that back now? No. Mary and Stephanie Mills. It still would have been good for him. We're here on day two of 2023's 12 Days of Christmas. Day two is all about a few of our favorite things. Part one, our top 10 Jackson era hits. We're starting with 10, working our way down to six. Followed by the next day, we'll do the top five. This episode is dedicated to a Patreon subscriber. OG Tara, thank you for giving us this wonderful idea for a 12 Days of Christmas episode to talk all about 
the less celebrated Jackson era songs. And let's be clear, folks, the Jackson era ranges all the way from when they left Motown in 76, 75, all the way till 1989. That's the Jackson's era. It's full of so many wonderful albums with songs that just resonate and shake your soul. And we're talking about some of our favorites here on this episode, starting with song number 10. But before we get into song number 10, use a 3.5. What do you think's the better era, the J5 era, the Motown era, or the Jackson's era? What you think? Which songs, which set of songs do you like better? Are you more, I want you back, you know, the love you save, dance a machine sort of guy, or are you like blaming on the boogie and that's what you get for being polite? You know, which, which set of tracks do you really resonate with more? Which era is your favorite? More of a blame it on the boogie area. I like that. It's probably one of my favorite songs from them. You're a Jackson's era fan, huh? Just a little bit. The more mature sound, right? Yeah. Not the the chipmunks. Uh, Not the chip. Okay, you know, Michael had, yeah, there was a lot of screen. <laughs> I love it. I want to want to be where you. We all love all of that. Those, those solo stuff. But anyway, the Motown stuff, Michael was a, he was just a kid. He yeah. was, a, he was a kid. He was singing what they told him to sing. He wasn't writing a whole lot of stuff. So you prefer the stuff where the boys are actually getting an opportunity to be a part of the creation of their own music. Yeah. Give me a little, give me a little creativity. It was, it was good. I I feel you. User 1.5, what do you think? J5 era versus the Jacksons era, which do you prefer? Now, I don't want us to, to sell short the J5 era because we got I Want You Back, The Love You Save, I'll Be There, The Things I Do For You. Wait a minute. The that's Jackson. Era. That's Jackson's era. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We got uh, Whatever You Got, I Won't. Get It Together. Baby. Or, leave it, or leave it alone. We got Dancing Machine out of that whole thing. You know, that's my favorite. So I want you to talk to me. Dancing Machine is... That's is your song right there. <laughs> that's your thing, Jermaine. Automatic, systematic. Systematic. Full of color, self-contained. Which Turn era? channel to your body. Uh, listen, I will not be forced to choose. So, listen, the Jacksons era when they were more mature you could tell that they felt those songs more as they were performing them because they wrote most of the music they worked with the people they wanted to work with and they chose the songs that they wanted to sing but let me tell you something about the fab four them them first number one four number one hits with the jackson five and motown that just sucks you in and and does it uh, I mean, listen, if you didn't have a J5 era, you never would have gotten to a Jackson's era. So I, 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 I can't choose. I'm not picking one. I'm in the middle. I want to lie. said, since, you know, I, I, I sit around with my head hanging down mm-hmm. and I wonder who's loving you. Mm-hmm. That's all on the Motown era. You're right. There's this so hard to choose because there's something unique about each of these eras mm-hmm. in their career. And obviously today we're going to take some time and celebrate the Jackson's era mm-hmm. on the 12 days of Christmas. The Jackson's. So many wonderful songs. We all, uh, so if you don't know the background to how we get to a Jackson's versus a J five era, it's has a, it's a drama, but you know what? Life's full of drama. <laughs> it's a drama. <laughs> it's a drama. You know, th- th- there was a falling out at Motown. A lot of people was having a falling out at Motown. At- a lot of people. And the Jackson said, hey, we want to do our own thing. We want to be able to write our own songs. We want to be able to produce our own records. Barry Goode was like, I'm your daddy. I tell you what to do, how to sing, what to do, how to do it. He was like Joe Jackson number two, but a, a, a kinder version, a little less harsh. Um, and the Jackson said, hey, you know what? We can do bad all by ourselves. They hmm. left Motown. They didn't get to take that name with them, which is how we get to the Jacksons. They go over to CBS Records. 
CBS says, okay, let's see what you guys can do. They give Michael a solo deal. They also say, we're going to give you brothers an opportunity as a group to, to show what you can do. They'd had a slump leading up into getting into Epic Records, right? CBS Records. Because, as you said, your favorite song, Dance the Machine, that was their last big hit. That was mm-hmm. like three years prior. Yeah. So people were thinking they were dead, done for. Yeah. This is a lesson right here in the spirit of Christmas. Don't you ever give up. Somebody said you was dead. Don't you worry, because he got up. <laughs> he got up. Okay. And uh, so <laughs> when you think you're down for the count, uh-huh. you keep going. Yeah. Don't worry about what they got to say. Yeah. You know they, your they, potential. You, you know knew, what you They can do. knew their potential. They, could, could you imagine if, if Michael Jackson quit because they said they're washed up kids group? Y'all wouldn't have never got all the sh- all the things that you love. <laughs> PG. We're keeping it PG. All the things that you love. You never would have got them. So here we go. We're going over to CBS Records. Number 10 on the Black Jackson Estate podcast, 12 Days of Christmas, top 10 Jackson's era tracks, starting with the 10th track, Enjoy Yourself, from the album The Jacksons, which is their debut album on CBS Epic Records in 1976. This song was written by Kenneth Gamble and Leon Huff. I was going to say it was Gamble, Gamble and, and Huff. Huff. Yeah. Here mm-hmm. we go. And these guys are still out here today. We got to give them their props here on this podcast. Hopefully, if, you, if somebody knows them, let them know we are giving them their props here on this podcast. The chart success for that song, it was it reached a number six on the Billboard Hot 100, number two on the Hot Soul Singles. Again, we said this group had not had had a serious hit in over three years. They were raised from the dead with this song. Let's talk about it. User 3.5. You've heard this song. Enjoy yourself. What you think about the track? The track for me isn't a personal preference that I would listen to. I just think that the... I mean, it's just personal preference. It's just personal preference. It's just not a daily song that I would listen to. I should have went to 1.5. 1. <laughs> 1.5. Wow. I, I built it up. You know what I mean? I built it you up. You really did. And then you he gave come, a nice little hype. Right. He they had had a single. It's not a bad song. It's just not. Shut up. Okay. Use a 1.5. What do you think about yeah. Enjoy Yourself? A track that Michael, that the brothers love. Now she got to rehype it. You see what right. she did? The brothers loved this they track. They did. They and did. Talk to me about Enjoy Yourself. What do you think about this? Uh, so the first time I heard Enjoy Yourself many years ago, um, I was like, okay, this is different. It's very different from the Motown era Jackson 5 stuff, right? It's got a little bit of a slower groove to it. Um, and you could tell that the writing team is a writing team is a different writing team from the Jackson five era. I love this song because I love, first of all, the message, but I also love the, um, the music, uh, where it goes, you know, you know what I mean? Like it's lighthearted. Yeah. It gives you a little, a little fluff. It's a little fluff. I just think it's the groove of it is so. It's slow, but it's not slow. I don't know how to describe this song. It's something, it's just so different from what they have been doing before. And I just love Michael's vocals on this. He sounds really good. And yeah. they give they call it the Philly sound, right? Gamble and Huff were known for the kind of the sound you saw coming out of here. It's a heavy disco sound. And just mm-hmm. like an FYI, I don't know if you guys know, Gamble and Huff, they were very big social and political activists. In the, like They used that through their music for Black liberation. This is a big time for Black liberation okay. in the 60s and 70s. This is in that same period. Um, and But a lot of their music was 
about just joy. Um, yeah. And even talking about black people having joy, enjoying yourself in a time where there's so much uh, resistance and so much opposition to just being joyful and enjoying yourself. I thought this was a great song and I think it fit with the times. And I thought that they definitely got the boost of curiosity from people who wanted to know what in the world's going to come out of the jacket. What are they going to do next? Right. When they're not with Motown anymore. So a wonderful song. Well, now what album is this on and what year was it dropped? Again, this is on the Jackson's album, 1976. This is the first album that they dropped post Motown and a couple of other things to kind of keep in mind about this song. It is the first single since they left Motown, which we've already said. And um, the first song to feature little Randy Jackson since Randy. Jer- since Jermaine decided to stay with Motown. JJ stayed. It's also the first Jackson song to be certified platinum. One million records sold. 1989 is when it reached that that hallmark. Um, so a wonderful opening for them gave yeah. them, I'm sure, a boost of confidence to continue to go forward. Yeah. And can we take a second to talk about the addition of Randy and the subtraction of Jermaine and what that did for and what I say that respectfully, what that did for absence of Jermaine. The, I think <laughs> Absence of Okay. Okay. Um, But what that did for the Jacksons as a, almost as an entirely new entity, right? Like it, it felt like a new group because Randy brought an energy. He brought, of course, the songwriting ability and he brought his musicianship to the group. And it was in a way that Jermaine hadn't been, uh, Previously, because you with the Jackson Five, you had Michael as the lead, Jermaine as the co-lead. Once you roll over to the Jacksons, all of the brothers kind of got the opportunity to have a lead or a solo part in a song. Which not I everybody. Really cool. I said got the opportunity to. Opportunity okay. doesn't mean you did it. User three point five. If we let you back in here, are you gonna? <laughs> I'll be respectful. Okay, go ahead. Um, you've been in time to return. <laughs> To retract what I said. You don't have to retract. I mean, just listen. Think about it. Let me just reiterate what I said, okay? It's how you say I li- it. <laughs> it's how it's okay. I listened to the song again. It is good. Well, now you're just um, lying. Now I'm you're not. just lying. You went from I wouldn't personally. It's not like, a personal like, preference for me. But it's I'm not saying it's a bad song. Anything to add about Randy? About Randy? Um, no. Yeah, I would say that Randy is a good addition and it, it's just the absence of Jermaine. It definitely keeps the <laughs> the deduction, the five, the five part space coming in there. Right. But I, again, I think these guys were experiencing a level of freedom they had not experienced before. And it's coming out in the music. This is certainly as that lead track. It's coming out in that. So it definitely makes our list of the top 10 Jackson era tracks. Let me ask you this user one. And I guess you too use a 3.5. The Jacksons 100% could have done Jackson 5 without, or they could have done, continued on the group without Jermaine, not adding Randy in at all. Do you think that they should have done that? No, it's psychological. People are used to seeing five. Right. It's too many boys to not just add Randy. It's so many people. Right. How can we not? It's so many people. Hell, they could have put Latoya up there. Joe always had a spare. Randy was always the spare. Not just the spare. Mm-hmm. He's hairy. Mm-hmm. He's the hairy of the group. 
and not really because, well you know whatever anyway but Randy <laughs> Randy was always the ram in the bush because super talented he him and Jenna he was is. hanging out making little songs yeah. and everything anyway yeah, they didn't have so, to worry about nothing they grew up in the lap of luxury and, they and had Ra- time Randy was musically talented like in instruments and he, he could write and he, he could say a trifecta of and problems he was fine. and he was fine Hmm. And he could do a little dance step. He wanted hmm. a dancer, but he could do some dance steps. So Randy was always like, oh, Jermaine's gone? Okay, well, that's sad. Let's transition. Let me bring out my bongos. <laughs> right? Like, so let me, I mean, let me warm say, up these bongos. I ain't gonna lie and act like that wasn't kind of the setup. But, you know, anyway, as you say, shout out to Enjoy Yourself. We're moving smooth into number nine on our list, which is Let Me Show You, Let Me Show You you the way to go from the same album as number 10 the jackson's 1976 album with cbs epic records written again by gamble and huff a phenomenal writing duo let's talk a little bit about the chart success here so it's actually the first jackson single to hit number one in the uk big big achievement for the jacksons it hit number six on the billboard r&b charts let me show you the way to go user 1.5 what do you think about this track that is super smooth what you think about this one i love this track this track always reminds me of night and day by uh i'll be sure <laughs> it's kind of got that same oh it do that same kind of okay progression to it you know what I ain't lie what lie I tell Al you owe him some money he might and I don't know who wrote his song I don't know I don't know who I, I don't know the writing team on Night and Day but it always reminds me of that song which I which I like and so it's just a really smooth track Michael's vocals are beautiful they're still performing this song on tour today as they should be because this is a great song and it is so smooth. They really had were in the bag with Gamble and Huff. Like they were like, listen, we got something good going on and we're just going to keep going with Michael as lead man in the front. Like you just you just can't go wrong is absolutely a great track. And like I said, it reminds me of Night and Day. So I like the song. Just put your trust in me. I'll try not to let you down. The job is hard to do. But only we can work this out because if because we can help each other to overcome, we can do it. We can do it now. Rejoice, everybody, and get the job done. Use a 3.5. What do you think about these lyrics? They're really, really nice lyrics. It feels like you would think he's speaking to you. You know, if that makes sense. In no. Way, these, no, it don't make sense. No. Okay. Um. But they're really good. They're, they're, <laughs> like, they're good ain't they speaking to the audience? I mean, you could be speaking to yourself. Yeah, it could, like you could be like a personal to you, person. Speak to you. I mean, not me, but you know. Very positive lyrics. I think that's yes. the word that comes to mind. I don't know everything, but there's something I do know. I've read and heard a lot. And now I'm ready to show that we can come together and think like one Come together now, live together underneath the sun. So you really don't see that a lot in today's popular music. This who wrote this? Not a lot of positive, yeah, mm-hmm. not a lot of positive uh, lyrics. And I think that was what stands out to me to a lot of these songs um, from the Jacksons era. The Jacksons were very rooted in creating positive music that they felt would be have a lasting impact on humanity. And I think that's a part of what sometimes when we look at like charts and we look at. Oh, did it reach number one? Or how many did you sell? 
that ultimately is not the most important thing, right? Because good music stands the test of time and has nothing to do with numbers. Mm -hmm. Um, It's the way it impacts humanity and impacts people to a very core space. Mm -hmm. So those lyrics are just so impactful. And certainly we are appreciating the beauty that came from Gamble and Huff in this time. Show you the way to go from the Jacksons. It's number nine on our list of the top 10 Jackson era tracks men of vision which was signed to mjj records recorded a cover this that appears on uh the soundtrack for the movie money train and also on their debut album personal we're going to put a link to that in the show notes a beautiful version by men of vision these guys can sign and so we'll, we'll link that but let's move into number eight on our list top 10 jackson era tracks Nothing that compares to you. This is from the album 2300 Jackson Street from 1989, again on Epic Records. 2300 Jackson Street. We're always home. Written by L.A. Reed and bait the one and only Kenny Bibbyface Edmonds. Kenny. This song is yeah. a song. This album, let's be clear. The only Jackson's album made without Michael. The He was on 2300 Jackson Street. Made without Michael. I didn't say he oh, went okay. on no song. Okay. Because, I mean, look, uh, Janet was on 2300 Jackson Street yeah. as well. So was Reby uh, and, and so, so, but Michael was not a part of the making of this album. But this album and this song was really the reemergence of the Jacksons. Charts success for this particular song. Number four on the Billboard R&B singles. Number four. Let me count you. Number four. They hadn't had an album in years. Number four on the Billboard R&B singles. Uh, Number 77 was the peak on the Hot 100. Number 33 on the UK singles charts. Let's talk about it, users. Nothing that compares to you. You're so fine and I'm scared of you. User 3.5 was jamming at this. Haven't heard it early today. What you think about this song? I love it. I love it so much. It's probably going to be one of my new favorite songs. What you love so much about it? What I love so much, the instruments. and You like that the, new Jack swing. Yeah. And then the lyrics, I like the lyrics. You know, their voices connect. They sound good, right? They sound good. What did you think about the video? The video was... It was pretty good. Yeah. It was decent. It was very it, it was interesting. It was very but good. Yeah. yeah. I like the black and white new war type of effect to it. Yeah. I thought it was really good. Using 1.5. What you think? Nothing that compares to you. We don't get Michael, but we get in the video, we get Randy. And I don't think Marlon was a part of this album. We get Randy. We and get Rand- your man. Marlon had his own album, right? In 1980, was that 89 as well? Yeah, uh-huh. that might have been. It might have been. Well, I know he dropped the album the same time. Uh, well, or around when Bad uh, no, was dropped. That was, I think, 87. But he was but probably any, promoting. Anyway, let's just, no, let's leave that alone. Let's not even go down there. He was on Arsenio and stuff. I won't working. allow you to go down this, this rabbit hole. He was working. Let's talk about the album, which in the video we have Randy, we have Jermaine, we have Tito, and we have Jackie. What mm-hmm. you think about this video, the song? Get, what's your impression? I loved the video actually. Um, the the guys all look really great, and I love I like the song. Jermaine sounds great. He has a lead on it. Randy always sounds great. Randy's incredible. He has a lead on it. Randy also looks delicious in the video. Uh, and it's just a really good song. It's probably the only other really good song on this album besides Twenty Three Hundred Jackson Street. So. Good for them. I really feel like if they had teamed up with Babyface, L.A. Reed, maybe on more songs, they could have gone a little further as the Jacksons. I don't know. I mean, this is the time that Michael's on the bad tour. And he really has at this point 
all he said literally that he's not doing anything else with them. He's not touring anymore with them. I don't know what promises Miss Katie had to make to even get him on 2300 Jackson Street, but they I wish that they would have had more songs like this so that they could have continued working as uh as the Jacksons because it's a good song. We talked about this a little earlier, how difficult it had to be for them to constantly be in Michael's shadow and when the dust of your own self-esteem, mm-hmm. when someone's constantly saying he's the guy, yeah. but you know you're talented. And yeah. I think they had to overcome that. And that doesn't, you don't get over that in a day. Right. So maybe it took till 1989 for most of them to go like, Tito, you're super duper. Like, and Tito had obviously personal stuff, but like, Tito, you're super talented. We could, you, we don't necessarily need you to be the best singer. Look at how you can play this guitar. Look at how you mm-hmm. can add and, and, and then step back into step and do these dance steps with your guitar. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Jermaine, you're a wonderful singer. Uh, Randy, you're a wonderful writer, single singer, dancer. Jackie, you're gorgeous. Like, the ladies are going to go crazy for you. And you can sing. How do we put all this together? Marlon, you're a wonderful dancer. You're like better than Michael. That's what they say. Mm. Marlon's a real dancer in the group um how do we put this all together and make something something work I'm glad they did this because I think it showed them like wow yeah we don't need Michael well to be successful unfortunately and to create good music at the height of Michael mania which is what they were fighting against there were a lot of other really talented not just the Jacksons but a lot of other really talented uh superstars uh musicians whatever you want to call them who were overshadowed by Michael Jackson. The ones that really kind of were on par with Michael during Michael mania were the huge ones, Madonna, Prince, Whitney Houston, the ones with these super, super over the top, out of this world talent and personalities. They didn't have that. The Jacksons didn't have that, unfortunately. So if, if they walked into a room, I can almost hear it now. Like who are y'all without Michael? Yeah. And and here's the thing, because we look back at the victory tour, Michael's phenomenal, but there's nothing like all, all of them, all them men on that yeah. stage. So, um, again, this is a great song. That's why it makes the list for us. Even though Michael's not on the track, Michael didn't participate. I'm glad he didn't participate, honestly, because yeah. it gave them an opportunity to, to really shine. showcase how talented they truly are. 2300 Jackson Street, again, the only album that they made without the Jacksons as a group made without Michael. And another point, so the boy, the uh, the brothers actually went on a promotional tour for this album. And at one point, um, there were stories out there about how fans were camping outside the hotels that they were staying at just to see them. I thought that was such a wonderful story to show them how appreciated they were still around the world. There was a quote in a magazine where Jermaine said, you know, we said, wow, this is what we've been missing all this time. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Uh, Chasing Michael's fame, which is a bad idea. This is why you got to stay in your lane. Yeah. You got to know what you got to know when to hold them. No you one to know phone, phone and no Stay one to in your lane away. because you you chasing Michael's lane and look at what a lane. It's too big for you. It's it's too it was too big for him. Too, too big wide. for everybody. Yeah. So you know, one to song, get over too low to too get under. low to get under. Nothing that compares to you. A a great song from the Jacksons era. Again, written by L. A. Reid and Babyface from the album Twenty Three Hundred Jackson Street. It definitely makes our list of the top ten Jackson era tracks. Moving into number seven, wondering who from the album 
Triumph 1980 again with Epic Records written by the one and only Jackie Jackson and Mr. Randy Jackson, the guy with the golden pen over there in the Jackson family. Chart success. This was actually not released as a single. Jackie is singing the leads on this, but this is a song that resonates with the fans a lot. We love this song. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about Wondering Who. There's no other song in their catalog of songs that sounds like this one. Yeah, I love this song. I First of all, I cannot say enough on this podcast and any other show I'm on how incredible Randy Jackson is oh my god I am telling y'all once they added him to this group the sound changed everything was different Randy brought a freshness and and he wasn't jaded by the Motown experience because he wasn't there. So I think that Randy brought in this freshness and a new sound and maybe a little bit of, of uh, boldness, like for the brothers to really dig in and say like, oh, well, why can't we do this? We can do this. We can make a sound that sounds like this. We can write lyrics that say this because he wasn't there in the Motown days, right? So he's just like coming in fresh and Kudos to this man and Jackie, because Jackie did a lot of pen work, too, along with Michael for the Jacksons. Kudos to Randy. I love this song. Like you said, it does not sound like anything else in the Jacksons catalog. And it is a bopper. 100% bopper. And it is a crime that it was not released as a single. Use 3.5. What do you think about Wondering Who? Triumph album 1980 you were born in all of 2008 looking back on the song written so many 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 years before you were even many. on this many, many. <laughs> <laughs> what you thinking about this song wondering who by the jacksons what you think about it like user 1.5 said it's it's about i i play this all day you'd play it it's a really good song it's a good song right an excellent song again flexing some muscles from the other jackson brothers michael gives us some ad libs and some additions here and some background vocals but he's not the main attraction to this song it really is looking in on jackie um and what a wonderful song it definitely makes our top 10 even though it's not released as a single it is a wonderful song from the jackson's era coming in at number seven wondering who from the triumph album from 1980 written by jackie jackson and randy jackson Pushing in at a smooth number six, Push Me Away. From the Destiny album released in 1978, again on Epic CBS Records, written by an even credit written by the Jacksons. Again, this is another song that was not released as a single. However, Michael Jitt did take an opportunity to perform this on the Soul Train Awards. While this song was coming out in this period, Michael was working on The Wiz. Um, He talks a little bit about that when he's talking to Don Cornelius on the Soul Train Awards. He does this song. Soul Train, not the awards. I'm sorry. Just on Soul Train. (laughs) He He talks about doing The Wiz on Soul Train, not the Soul Train Awards. We ain't even got there yet. This is not even a thing yet. Right. Hadn't even been thought of. Hadn't even been thought of yet. Um, Michael does perform it. He sings behind the playback on the song, so he doesn't do this live. Let's talk about Push Me Away, a beautiful ballad. We don't get too many ballads from Michael Jackson. Because he, 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 he said he didn't, he didn't care he if didn't y'all really, wanted He didn't not. really come after us with the ballads. Use the 3.5. What do you think about Push Me Away? What do you think about... Michael Jackson pushing into that falsetto range really hard on this song. I thought I thought it was I thought it was majestic. It majestic. Was really, Who taught him that word? 
You taught him that? He heard Majestic when we were talking about Tatiana and them. <laughs> <When> <laughs> which meant Majestic, Majestic was <laughs> <laughs> I like it, Majestic. So it was just smooth, right? Yeah. Very And I like smooth. the how it was very gentle and slow. But not too slow. A very, like, a very even ballad. Yeah. Not a lot of riffs and ups and downs, just very straight through. But requires a strength of voice to hit some notes and hold them. Which Michael does. User 1.5, what do you think about Push Me Away? The lyrics are about a man who wants to love a woman. But in reality, in his in his in his fantasy, he's able to love her. But when he tries to translate this into reality and show her this love, she pushes him away. This is Michael singing about this, which maybe he did have some experience here at this point. I don't know that I felt that in in his rendition. But what do you think about it? Lyrics this is and Michael's, or not Michael. I guess it's the Jacksons. This is the Jacksons. Just my imagination. I like that they, you know, in in your mind. One thing is happening, but in reality, it's a the total opposite. That's this song. It's a really beautiful song, a great ballad. Again, Michael didn't give us too many ballads once he hit like puberty. Um, he gave us ballads in Motown days, but they he was just singing what they told him to sing. Once he they he had the opportunity to choose, Michael was not a big ballad dude. So Anytime no, he, he slows it down and gives us something like this, it's always a treat. It's a beautiful song. I love the way Michael sings it. He always looks like he's staring off into space when he's singing a ballad or something, especially at this time. Um, but, you know, it's it's uh, it's a really great song. Great vocals. Of course, Michael is doing lead on this. You really don't can't really decipher any of the other brothers in the background, but it's a great song. And who wrote this? It's pretty much a solo. It's credited for the Jacksons. Okay. Um, I also want to talk about because we talking we took an opportunity to listen to um a more recent rendition of this song from the Jacksons. That being Push Me Away as it was performed on the Unity Tour by the Jacksons back in 2013, with Jermaine singing these vocals for Push Me Away. And I think we were all blown away by how good. Jermaine sounds. Listen, I've been saying that Jermaine is—he's a ballad man. We've always given him a credit for ballad. Jermaine does push me away live. Now y'all never heard Michael do it live, ever. Ever. I'm not trying to make nobody. That felt like an attack. It's not an attack. I I just not like it. It's just a fact. He never did this live. Jermaine does this live. He was saving his voice. He sounded phenomenal. He did. Jermaine sounded really good. Beautiful. Jermaine is, he's a ballad dude. We talked about he's this a on an episode. Guy. Yeah. He's got the ballads. You know who else I thought would have done maybe a better job than Michael? Who? Randy. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love Randy's like, voice. Okay, so can we have a moment here where we just take 30 seconds to acknowledge that Michael wasn't always the best vocal choice for all the songs that they had him singing lead on? And this yeah. might be an actually a really good example. Now, well, Jermaine, first of all, Jermaine, Jermaine doesn't there. count because he won't there, right? Jermaine wasn't there. But we could have put Randy. We could. We could have slid Randy right in here. 1978. Uh, How old was Randy? He was a babe. He had, let me he see. He was like 16, 17. He was a child. Y'all yeah. had Michael singing, I want you back at four. So we can add Randy in here. He wasn't four. Michael talking about who's loving you. He's six. 
who's loving you. You don't even know. You don't even you don't even know. So yeah, we could have put Randy in here. All I'm saying is that sometimes I think we defaulted to Michael because that was the money bag. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't always maybe the best voice for a thing. Now I'm not saying that Michael didn't do a good job on this song. Push me away is beautiful. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying again as we I were wouldn't saying, mind Randy. I, you wouldn't mind it, Randy. I don't mind Randy I didn't, at all I didn't, on anything, doing anything. <laughs> and we love Randy Jackson. And we we wouldn't mind. Except for Ashley. Ashley. I know she's. She that's her arch nemesis. Her arch nemesis. <laughs> but, you know, Randy, Jermaine clearly did a very beautiful version of this song. But anyway, mm-hmm. Push Me Away, a very underappreciated Jackson Zero track, but it's definitely in our top 10. That takes us to the end of this episode. Good listeners. Our first five starting at number 10 enjoy yourself show you the way to go nothing that compares to you wondering who pushed me away we'll be back on day three of the black jackson state presents the 12 days of christmas with the top five jackson era tracks season's greetings y'all